Good morning, St. Peter's. Would you bow your hearts with me? God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, help us to draw near right now. Amen. More often than not, biblical stories do not offer us a rational world, not at least to our enlightened minds. Rather, we are presented with the stories and dreams of real people. It absolutely includes epiphanies and revelations. We hear about miracles. This is hybrid space where the historical and mystical collide. There is always this other knowledge, this other perception that lives right alongside every facet of human life. It is very much a space for exploring the multi-dimensional world of faith, our ways of believing and living. Today's text on the transfiguration gives us the perfect opportunity to dive into this world of both and. The transfiguration allows us to step into the mystery of our own encounters, allows us to explore our high mountain experiences, the inner landscape of our lives, the invisible world that demands we interrogate the limits of what can be known. To begin, we're not talking about magic. We're talking about empowerment from God to see beyond a situation, to be transformed in our knowing, to catch a vision or hear a message that will be useful. Today, I'll share one of my experiences, one of my own, with this empowered seeing and share how the listening to the lesson offered has transformed my life. I'm convinced that these explorations around unlikely, unexplainable, inconceivable moments offers us a chance to meet ourselves more fully, to forge with God a path ahead. And so, after the joyful spiritual bonding that came with the adoption and mothering of three children not born of my womb, I knew myself to be a midlife woman on the other side of the fertility equation. But after 14 years of questions and so much loss, there I was, 34 weeks and four days pregnant. Those four days matter. With the only child I got to know as he grew in my body. When my water broke one evening, a full six weeks before my due date, well, I only had one prayer. Lord, help me bring home a living baby for the babies I already have. As I was prepared for surgery, I was aware, aware of the movement and people around me. I saw and spoke to the doctor, I spoke to the anesthesiologist, 
I saw and spoke to the nurse that accompanied me as I was wheeled into the operating room. I saw Rodney at my side. But seconds, maybe seconds, before receiving an epidural, I had the most intense feeling of being held as what appeared to me as an Asian woman dressed unlike anyone else in the room, walked up to me and wrapped her body around mine. Any impulse of fear and questioning disappeared as my body melted into hers. My head rested, my shoulders relaxed. In the utter free fall of that day, those months, those years, I landed and had the deepest experience of being held. In that moment, I was empowered to see and feel beyond my current reality and to receive a message from God, a single word, held. I don't know if that woman was real, but God got my attention with the experience and through it, I was empowered to see and hear. So I took that word, held, given to me on the morning of my son's birth, and I have not let it go. It has guided, shaped the past 12 years of my life. I couldn't know what lie ahead. I couldn't know the struggles I'd face. But when life came back to the free fall, and we know it always does, I kept coming back to that word. It had been planted in me and would inform every choice, every conversation. It quieted my questions, gave me courage, gave me peace. Something unexplainable happened to me. I interrogated that something into my inner awareness. I came down from that mountain, changed by the experience. I applied that thing to my life, to the days and years ahead. I believe. In today's gospel reading, Jesus's inner circle, Peter, James, and John accompany him on a walk. And as they tell it on that high mountain, something unexplainable happened. Jesus was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. But that's not what scares or surprises them. The vision confirmed for them Jesus's divinity and demonstrated how he fulfilled the Old Testament scriptures. Fair enough. As eyewitnesses to Jesus's ministry, they'd seen the miracles, witnessed the other world that Jesus navigates and had invited them into. What floors them, both literally and figuratively, is the voice of God as God speaks to and instructs them. Listen to him. James, Peter, and John witness the transfiguration, and it is the three of them that will accompany Jesus to the cross. There is something they need to know. In the face of impending loss of unimaginable tragedy, the experience and teaching from that day would be something for them to hold on to. But fear is part of it, right? It's one of the first ways we process things we don't understand. And Peter knew it. 
He knew about fear from the time on the water with Jesus. We all know it. The disciples have tasted of the divine capacity, Jesus's transcendent power. They have a sense of who Jesus is and have been instructed by God, God's self to build their lives around his way of being and doing, to listen to him. And this has serious implications. So no, they won't need to build a tabernacle. Nope. Jesus wants, to them, wants them to explore the deeper significance of his transfiguration as it would push them toward their own. So when the disciples fall to the ground, Jesus says, and very tenderly, with touch and care, get up, do not be afraid. Go back to what you heard before your rational mind talks you out of believing what you know you saw. Listen. God said, listen to me. Jesus wants the unexplainable encounter, the spiritual experience to impact their present and for it to be so transformed that the change, the deepest transfiguration would be their own. It is what God wants for us. God wants our lives transformed by listening to Jesus. God wants our lives transformed by listening to Jesus. In today's epistle reading, Paul says, we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty. We ourselves heard his voice come from heaven. The message of Jesus as Messiah and our listening and learning from him is the lamp shining in the dark places of our world. But that light has to rise in our own hearts. It is a faith we must cultivate for ourselves. What I've learned is that God doesn't waste a thing. I experienced something that day. I did. And that something helped me hear from God. Our experiences, our transformative encounters are important. They help us move forward, and this empowered vision helps us to believe that new things, new things are possible. The invitation is to living into the possibility, living into what we are empowered to know. But the why of the transfiguration is to have the memory of what happened, perhaps when you need it most. Here the disciples are given a consciousness of death even, and that consciousness can give our lives depth of meaning, color our lives in such a way that we act more faithfully, stay more focused. We can let the transfiguration mark our lives, not with the coming death, but with the brightness of God's promise. For the disciples, there will be a cross. If they're listening, this experience will help them reconcile the painful actions of the days ahead when they'll get to participate in the remaking of a world they watched crumble. When they know what they know can help heal the world, but only if they're paying attention. What do you believe? What have you borne witness to and how will that experience and encounter shape your life? 
how will you let it? I don't want to oversimplify any of this because the knowing is just the beginning. To live out the truth of a life formed by listening to Jesus means doing, the doing of the deep internal work, the excavation, the healing from trauma and internal pain, the building of resilience, the many and continued efforts to make adjustments again and again, the offering of forgiveness. It is said that in the end, it is not the mountain we master, but ourselves. And Peter can be an example of that. In chapter 16, Jesus posed the question, who do you say that I am? And Peter says it loud and proud on behalf of the community at that. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. But before the transfiguration, he'll be rebuked called an obstacle to the mission when he resists the truth of Jesus's passion. Peter is finding his way. This is what I mean when I say internal work. And I suppose that's how it works for us as well. Our experiences and encounters help us make our way to an answer. But you've got to feel it out. Be blinded by the light. Feel it on your face. Fall to the ground, get back up, turn the questions around in your mind a million times before you can say, I know what I know. I saw what I saw. I felt, I experienced, I believe. I will be among those whose life has been transformed by listening to Jesus. Jesus, the Messiah. Those who witnessed the transfiguration bore witness to it, to the other disciples and from there to countless millions through the centuries, all the way down to you and me. Jesus says it like this in John's gospel, in his gospel, I'm sorry, John says it like this in his gospel. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. These stories are good, but you've got to make this journey your own. Have you believed and been changed by a spiritual experience? Take a moment and think about that now. Have you leaned into the nudges and stirrings? What in your world is being transfigured, being changed in form and appearance? What are you learning? What have you learned? What are you hearing? What have you seen that can't be unseen? How will you bear witness to the transfiguration? How are you cultivating your own? I invite you to take just two minutes right here to think about that. I invite you to remember your own transfiguration. How have you come to believe? What is shaping you? What experiences are shaping you? What do you know that you know that you know? And are you using that, that knowledge 
to be formed by Jesus, to listen to him. We'll just take a few minutes.